0: Introducing DBM, the premium AV distributor, bringing the highest quality video and audio to your clients. Here at DBM, we pride ourselves on providing customizable bespoke packages and invite you to join us through the entire process, ensuring a truly personalized experience. Our highly trained, experienced team members will ensure a seamless installation with support always at hand. Your journey to elevated AV integration starts today with DBM.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to the Integrated Home, the podcast that's produced by the home integration community for the home integration community. My name is Jeff Hayward, and today we're going to explore how integrators can and should reframe their conversations with clients, architects and interior designers around how technology can improve well-being. I'm joined by Damien Smith. Client Director at New Wave AV, and Abby Fox, Head of Business Development at London based integrator LCAV. Welcome to the integrated home.
0: AWE are proud distributors of Sony televisions and home cinema projectors, bringing you the best content from lens to living room. For more information, visit awe-europe.com.
1: Welcome Damien and Abby to the show. Before we begin, can you just outline who you are and give us a quick intro into your roles? Abby, would you like to go first?
2: Yeah, hi, I'm Abby. I'm from LCAB. We're a smart home company specializing in the high-end luxury residential market um, and I'm the business development manager.
0: Great stuff. Follow that, Damien. Oh, I'll try to. Um, (laughs) I'm Damien Smith from New Wave AV, the client director here. Very, very similar to to LCAV. We are smart home media room cinemas for the prime market in the home counties as well as central London. Fantastic. So the reason we're here
1: is to talk about technology and its role to support health and wellness. In 2023, health and wellness continue to be top priorities in residential design, according to the American Society of Interior Designers. Their Trends Outlook report explored how a growing trend towards holistic, healthy living and interior design that addresses both the mind and the body is having an impact. Obviously, what happens in the US eventually comes over here. I mean, this industry would not exist if that was not the case. But Damien, do you see a role for the technology integrator
0: in meeting our expectations for healthier mind and healthier body? I think very much so. I think we've got more tools now than we've ever had to address this, this subject, particularly when we are trying to communicate with clients and, and more specifically the, the build industry, architects and tuners, designers and so on. We've got a lot of offerings to help with, with well-being when it comes to the systems we can provide, including lighting, music, ease of control, and then we can also talk the same language that lots of architects and interior designers are trying to communicate themselves as well. I have lots of conversations with interior designers and they, they regularly tell me that their designs are very much aimed towards the same sort of market. So combining with them and combining with others on a project on this sort of level playing field, if you like, of, of well-being and things, it, it offers a great scope, offers great conversation. Great variety gives us something else to talk about now, rather than the same old. You know, we can do audio, video, lights, shades, heating. It just gives us a new dimension for what we can offer. And are you finding that too, Abby? That it's a different type of conversation
1: you have if it's around health and well-being?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I think we'll all agree, post-COVID, um, our appreciation of wellness is increase more than ever. We're all spending far more time at home. We're working from home, a lot of us. And that's that's really showing in a lot of the projects we see and a lot of the drawings that come across our desks. So we're, we're sort of seeing things like wellness areas being incorporated, steam rooms, meditation rooms, yoga rooms, far more of that. And I think there's a real, like Damon says, opportunity here for us to start pushing the technology conversation in that direction as well. And a lot of the equipment and a lot of the technology that we're specifying has huge well-being benefits within the home, but it's just not something we're necessarily leading with or, or selling on at the moment. So there's a real opportunity there for us to start talking about that and, and and leading with that first.
1: And a lot of the time in our industry we do lead with technology first and music is a, a big part of that conversation. And I know a lot of integrators will default to yeah, we'll blow you away with our, our sound system for this cinema or for this media in space. You can turn it up to 11 and goodness knows what else. But with music, it's a different type of
0: conversation around health and well-being, isn't it, Damien? It is. And coming from a music background myself, I, I did music at university. And this was a really big subject that we spent some time on was, you know, what is it that makes certain types of music so reactive to the body and the mind. What is it about slow music? What is it about strings? What is it, about, and so on. So I've always been of the opinion that the type of music that you you certainly demonstrate is is very very important because not only do you want music that's got a really good drum line or a, can you hear the egg shaker amongst all the music in the clarity music, it's also trying to cater for all those different tastes that people might have and they can relate to. So you know, in our facility here. We're able to dim the lights or change the color of the lights, put on some relaxing music, and it immediately demonstrates the enhancements we can have on well-being and the changes of atmosphere within a space. If we want to then ramp the lights out, turn the music up and thump some whatever it is through the speakers, then that just extends the demonstration. But uh, certainly finding the right playlist to emphasize what our music systems can bring in terms of a well-being point of view is very, very crucial, and also having a, a mix of music available. I remember, I remember having a client once, and uh, I tried to have every style of music I could, and this was back when we had CDs; we didn't have Spotify or anything like that then. And the one style of music they wanted to listen to was the style I particularly personally don't like very much, um, and that's reggae. And the one music, style of music they asked for was. Reggae, and they were a mystery <laughs> shopper, <laughs> so we got marked down for not having that particular style of music. But I, I go off the point. Having having as much different style of music you can, particularly well-being stuff, is is crucial because it, it gives the game away straight away. It shows off what you can do without you having to say very much. And the last thing people want, particularly from AV guys, is just rattling off system specs and it can do this, it can do that. It really needs to be a press of a button, and the person. The audience just gets it straight away anxiety stress relief happy it's all about yeah, that isn't it
2: of course and also thinking about where you want to listen to music in the home when it comes to multi-room audio um, those areas that you want to spend time relaxing in potentially or um, areas where you might spend a lot of time getting ready dressing rooms bathrooms that kind of thing and then also thinking about how can you access that music really easily If it's something that can transform mood and help us relax, then how do we make sure that that's really accessible for clients to play easily, so that they are going to use it? We get so many clients saying, "Oh, well, I'm never going to listen to it. I'm never going to bother." Um, And that's where our roles integrators can make accessing music and sharing music across multiple spaces really easy.
0: I think just on the back of that is is having music throughout the home playing Mm. on all zones at the same time. We very often sell ourselves as being able to play in different rooms and, and having music in the bedroom, the dressing room or whatever. But one of the particular things I, I like at home is, is playing music throughout the house. So the whole house becomes your listening sort of relax zone. And, I, and, I, and I'm a culprit of this. I don't think we demonstrate that enough. I agree. Um, yeah, yeah
2: that seamless control. Hmm. Um, clients, for instance, love, we do a lot of radio buttons in kitchens or bathrooms, and they love that because they can just hit it when they walk into a room and it means they use it so much more.
1: I think one of the big areas of health that's certainly since the pandemic has become more noticeable is sleep hygiene. Insomnia has increased significantly over the last few years and i think uh, i read somewhere that now we've got more than 23 million people in the country suffering with sleep issues music is obviously a big calming influence in getting to sleep but there's also the way it can integrate with lighting and blind control you can do some really nice solutions now with technology to help people get to sleep and to wake up more comfortably are you having any experience of, of delivering that type of solution
2: yeah, uh, particularly when it comes to lighting, um, the amount of time we're spending indoors now, so we spend on average 90% of time inside. That means we're constantly under artificial lighting. And that really throws off our, our body clock's our circadian rhythm that throws it out of kilter, which means that a lot of us are having real sleep problems. There are a lot of manufacturers out there who are focusing on healthy light fittings and more natural light fittings. So whilst architects and interior designers are all about trying to bring natural daylight into the home, we've got an opportunity here to make artificial light more natural um, and more in tune with our body clocks, not just throughout the fittings, but also through control of those. So dimming the lights, those kind of evening, nighttime lighting scenes. And also through color tunable lighting there's a lot of more mainstream manufacturers out there now bringing in color tunable light fittings we've just updated our showroom lighting to vibrant lighting so we've got a lot of color tunable in here that we can demonstrate and show how you can have that cool white energizing throughout the day and then it warm soft light uh, into the evening combining those with bedtime things scenes is really popular so you've got a bedtime buttons on keypads as well that can shut the shades, dim the lights, make that warm light that's conducive to sleep.
1: And is that a conversation, Abby, that's easier to have with architects and interior designers and clients, perhaps?
2: Yes, I think so. Although I do think clients are are far more receptive than they used to about, about it, probably because they are much more in tune with well-being. But no, architects and interior designers, um, we've been having a lot of conversations with them recently about colour tunable. And it's, Something that everyone's been talking about for a while, but haven't really been able to demonstrate very easily, and and that's something now that especially with what we've done, in the showroom is everyone's getting quite excited about that, and yeah, architects and interior designers are very receptive to it.
0: Damien, yeah, I think it works both ways actually. I think having the conversations with architects is is really good and interior designers because they are very very much on the same wavelength for for bedrooms and things. They are very much about. Very soft colours, very much about Mm -hmm. plants, I think, was something we had a conversation with an interior designer recently and bringing nature inside and things. But I think also having the conversation with the client and making it personal to them, because at the end of the day, we don't all fall asleep in the same fashion, in the same way. And what we don't want to do is say to somebody, this is how we think you should fall asleep. (laughs) It's making sure you have that conversation with the client and say, look, we can do a multitude of things to assist with your way of going to sleep whether that's a mixture of music shades lights heating or maybe you'd like to just try some music at first we can bring in a shading routine to that later on you obviously want to declutter that what the client has to do in order to achieve these things that what we don't want to do is say look here's an app here's the if this do that whatever it's called and you can build your own thing that just creates more frustration more anxiety They're obviously looking at an iPad before, what it might be, before they they go to sleep. So it's that blue light Mm. um, thing that we we have that keeps you awake. So having that discussion, I think, with the client towards the end of the project or near the handover stage to say, look, how about we try some music that that gradually gets quieter and quieter from 9 until 11, see how you get on. Um, If you want us to bring in some lighting with that, we can. And maybe just layering it up because what you don't want to do is put everything in one pot and say look there you go and the client's just like laying there in bed wide awake because there's just too much going on so yes there's the element of trying to blend in with what the architect and interior designer are trying to achieve which we can do so much more now but there's also the the conversation with the client and and offering ideas into how we can help the ways of getting to sleep ultimately it's about creating personalized experiences each and every time absolutely right and then over time you might pick up Trick some others and think. Oh, actually, that client did this. That was really clever, and it, you know, it nearly made me fall asleep, <laughs> or whatever. You, you, you know, it's 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 practice and, and trying things. I know sometimes if I if I can't get to sleep for whatever reason, I just say to my smart speaker, you know, play some soft music or whatever, and it, it really helps. So it's it's certainly something I found very good and useful lately. Um, and if we can bring that to clients in a much more automated way but given given them still a bit of control over it either through us making changes or the client making the change if it's really really straightforward is a really good thing it's a really clever principle
2: yeah i think i think sleep's probably one of the most polarizing things um, where personal preference really does come into it and we often start getting into that conversation when it comes to shading and do you want fully blackout absolutely no light or do you want to be woken up a little bit with light, and and that's often where clients really start to kind of um, get into those preferences, and and we start to have that conversation. Especially on aircon as well, like a cool dark rooms seem to be very popular for a good night's sleep.
0: It's almost like you're bringing a bit of the commercial world into the resi actually. Mm. These experience spaces. You know, I was as you were just talking there, Abby. I was sort of picturing this bedroom where you you kind of turn it into like a green with with water sounds and <laughs> sound and the air con feeling like the breeze and you know it, it suddenly becomes a completely different space and there's all sorts of things you can do to, to help rather than the, the person going to sleep and feeling like they're being forced to go to sleep whereas if you have something that naturally unwinds you and takes you into that space
2: because um... a lot of people don't like silence do they they'll listen to white noise or they want a bit of background noise
0: yeah or they hear a sound, they think, what's that sound? And then they just keep hearing it. And I'm one of those, you know, I have to find out what it is. <laughs> and you yeah. mentioned plants earlier, Damien. I think
1: our connection with nature is, again, something we've become much more tuned to for our, our mental health, certainly during the, the pandemic years. Abby, are you doing a lot more outdoor spaces as a result of what's, what we've all experienced the last uh, five years?
2: Yeah, we absolutely are. I think the garden for us is just another room in the house. It, it's a inherent part of the brief. It's something that is just as important as every other room that we consider it at the start of the project and the clients treat it as so. Yeah, there's, what are we looking at, at the moment? A lot of garden audio, um, Wi-Fi obviously with a lot of people working outside or in garden rooms is really important, making sure that you've got the cabling infrastructure to those rooms. And and lighting is so, so popular with clients because it's a great way of bringing the outside in at night um, and extending that view, especially when a a lot of us have lots of glass extensions. um, Rather than looking at a big wall of glass, at night you're um, bringing that view in. And then you can do lovely different scene setting and to create different moods and ambiance outside as well.
1: What's your experience of the great outdoors, Damien?
0: My experience in the Great Outdoors. Well, one thing I can say is that a spade has now become a, an essential part of our engineers' van nice. kit out, <laughs> whether that's digging a hole for speakers or gates or whatever. But we're definitely, definitely having more conversations with, with people during the, the early stages of a project. And we're noticing that floor plans are now showing more detail in the garden spaces than before because architects are now thinking more outside. They want to move everything and all the efforts they're putting into the interiors they want to move it to the outside as well and bring the outdoors outside and and to some ways the other way bringing the outdoors indoors so there's definitely scope there we do a lot of lighting design as well so we've done some lighting design uh, projects to assist with that particularly helpful with some of the suppliers now offering loudspeakers with light fittings built in some mm-hmm. of the ones from snap one are really great offerings now there's obviously some sonance bits and pieces there's lots of manufacturers out there offering some really handy tools with taking things outside outdoor tv displays you know there's several manufacturers that i've seen recently who are constantly evolving the idea of having a tv outside so it's it's definitely a conversation that we're, we're having more of uh, people tend to have Outdoor buildings, summer houses. I know that we're now doing a lot more with awnings. So being able to control the top of awnings, the, mm. the blinds and things, um, hiding sound amongst those structures, sound implanters. Uh, again, I'm, these are the things that we've got more of available to us thanks to the manufacturers that we, we work with. It, it isn't just a case of a lunchbox size speaker that you bolt to the back of the house that just doesn't look right. We can do a lot more than that. And thanks to manufacturers, as I say, it's made it a lot easier to introduce those things to end client or project team or, or whoever. And can you describe
1: the type of conversation that you have there, Abby? I mean, is it is it a more interesting conversation? Is it an easier conversation than perhaps going in and just saying, we do home cinema?
2: Yeah, I think so, because it's much more of a multi-use space. People are using their gardens for dining, entertaining, working, um, all sorts of things. So I think that means it's far more inclusive for the whole family to enjoy, seen as a space that people can connect with the outside. It's good for their wellbeing. So yeah, I think we're seeing more focus going on onto that in projects rather than just sort of a single room solution.
1: Very good. So the next area of interest that I wanted to explore was independent living. I think we're all increasingly aware that We're getting older, there's pressure on health service providers to keep us living at home longer. And I think probably that's something both for clients to think about now, about how much longer they're going to live in their home, but also if they've got elderly relatives elsewhere, what technology can do to support elderly relatives living at home for longer. So, Damien, again, is that something that you've looked at, are working on with clients on projects?
0: Yeah, very much so. And the funny thing is, is we have clients where they're not only wanting to cater for relatives, but they're actually wanting to cater for themselves going forwards. Um, a lot of people are saying, "You know, this is our forever home. You know, this is this is it. So we need to put in what we need to put in now for the future." I mean, we've got, you know, we've got clients nearby who they're completely fit and healthy and everything, but they've actually put a lift shaft in, a disabled lift for the future. So people are taking it very, very seriously. So they're they're asking us about, you know, can I change the buttons in a, in a keypad to bigger buttons if I need to? Can we make it simpler in the future? You know, can I make changes and, and things like that? But then obviously, yeah, so people looking after relatives. So I think the COVID pandemic made us more uh, aware of, of how our loved ones and our relatives are. I know I was very much so. And... Yes, of course, you can pick up the phone and say, hi, are you OK? But you do occasionally just want that reassurance last thing at night that your relative's doors locked, the windows are closed, the lights are off, the heating's down or, or whatever. We don't want to make it too Big brotherish, but at the same time, we want to give that facility to people should they want it. And also the the, the person that's living there, the ability to, to turn everything off with ease, with confidence – They can rely on it. They've not got that anxiety that, oh, God, I'm not so sure if that has all turned off or whatever. Perhaps we can provide the feedback maybe through a colored light or something that does mean you have turned everything off. So a button goes red or or whatever. Uh, I know that we've got some clever programming here that if the client presses all off on on the keypad and something hasn't been shut or turned off, all the buttons turn red. To say i can't do that because you've left something open or unlocked or whatever so it, again there's, there's there's loads and loads of tools and that's the beauty of where we work with other partners on projects whether it's the security guys who we work with the alarm guys uh, we, we don't do alarm systems ourselves but we work with some great other teams and other parties just just to give family and friends that ability just to check up on people, make sure they're okay, make sure that they're moving around the property with PIRs perhaps, making sure that lights are doing what they want to do and just to give them that reassurance that, that everything is is okay. Abby, do you want to chip in on that one?
2: Yeah, I think to be quite honest, we're, we're not doing a lot in this space at the moment, but I do think there's some exciting, particularly post-pandemic kind of changes with products and things in the future when it comes to hygiene and, and stopping spread of germs, when you think of like non-contact devices and air filtration systems. And I saw that um, Gaganu now do, um, I think they do ovens and fridges that you, you don't have to touch to open. So it's all about how do you stop that spread of germs, particularly when it comes to sort of care homes or multi-dwelling um, buildings. So I think there could be some very interesting things for our industry, whether it's voice control or yeah, how do you control things without touch to stop that spread of germs? We the one we get day to day from that sort of generation is clients coming to us and saying that they can't hear their TV, they can't hear speech. So soundbars mm. and and uh, audio is really really important for them with television to get that clarity for speech so that they can hear what's happening.
1: And voice control is both useful in in that sort of respect. But Damien, I was talking to somebody the other day who who mentioned to me that it's actually really good for loneliness
0: too. It it is, you know, someone to talk to and they, they answer back and things, I guess. Yeah. Whilst, you know, we, we haven't gone crazy down the the voice control route. We always keep it simple and uh, you're absolutely right. On occasions it it is the simplest way of, of trying to turn something on and for someone to say, yes, okay, lights off or just asking them a question or, or, or whatever. It's kind of gone voice control has kinda of gone through waves, isn't it? I remember sort of ten years ago it was it was coming in as the next big amazing thing and then it's kind of weighed off up a little bit. Um, but now it is coming back for the home use for for ease of use and things. So I think it's gonna be an exciting story ahead, particularly for well being and, and caring for for people and things. Let's see what happens on that route. And you
1: mentioned security systems Damien I think that mm. that is also a big opportunity, whether it's working with other contractors or doing simple simple things yourselves to help
0: clients feel safer in their properties oh yeah, absolutely so so we work with lots of different alarm companies and I like to think that we bring a little bit of arsenal to to what they can offer as well so not only can they make sirens go off and things, but you know we can make the lights flash, we can make the blinds go up and down. We can make dogs bark. We can do all sorts of things, not just setting and unsetting alarms. Of course, through the alarm system, we can look at their their PIRs, their sensors, their window sensors, so we can integrate with them to make sure uh, windows are closed. So, yeah, security systems is is another a, another great tool that we can work with to make clients feel even more secure and safe within their homes. Abby, what's your take on security at LCAV?
2: Um, We look at it quite holistically, so um, obviously you've got alarms, you've got CCTV, but we'll also look at the access control and how how we can give peace of mind through that as well. Outdoor lighting too, so that when you come home, you're coming to a house that isn't dark, that's welcoming, but also looking at sensors and, and ways that you can use lighting as a deterrent for intruders. But I think one of the things we find gives clients a real peace of mind is that, that remote access to their system, to be able to check the cameras, be able to check the alarm when they're away from home. And also um, things like CCTV alarm monitoring is a great opportunity to give clients that peace of mind that someone is, is monitoring their system, checking it's up and running, and that their home is safe and secure.
1: So in reframing this conversation, do you think there's a, a tendency in our industry just to get over excited about the gadget side of it rather than about the actual experience and benefits
2: yes I think so and I, I think really spending the time to design a system and, and design the equipment around the clients needs and around their lifestyle starting the conversation with how they live at home and 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 what it is about well-being, about their lifestyle that they want to build that system around, and and then designing the equipment and and the technology to suit that rather than kind of going in their equipment product first is really important. And then, Damien, you touched on it, but spending that time after the project's done to make sure it's customized and set up. And it's those little tweaks at the end of a project that can really make or break it and make sure that the client's going to get the most out of it and it's set up right for them.
0: You've got to be good at empathy, haven't you, Damien? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a very big part of certainly what I do. You know, I'm very much involved at the beginning of the client's journey with us. I'm kind of semi-involved during the project process. And then I come back at the end to make sure it's all as per the conversations that we had. If anything's not quite as I promised, then I, I make sure it's it's sorted and I can, you know, I've got a bit of programming experience, so I can tweak it as the client wants and, and so on. So, yeah, empathy is a big, big part of, of what we do because at the end of the day, they, they've got to live with this. This is what we've bought we've upon them. We've got to make sure it, it does what they want it to do, basically.
2: And they don't know what they don't know, so it's up to yeah. us to make sure they understand the possibilities and, and that yeah. we're thinking in that way.
0: Yeah.
1: And another big stress or anxiety for clients in having technology is you've mentioned it several times on, on this conversation making sure it's simple for everybody in the family to operate Mm. but also when they've paid a lot of money for it to be installed that it works so (laughs) remote monitoring and management is increasingly I think an important aspect of reducing stress and anxiety levels
2: yeah you're absolutely right there's a real tension isn't there between technology and stress it can it can really help enhance well-being, but it can also be a huge stressor as well. Um, for, both. for both,
0: for both yeah. us and the client. Yes,
2: yeah, you know. for our well-being. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember yeah. the days where someone would phone up and you'd have to memorize about 20 remote controls, you know, in the days when I worked with Sony, Panasonic and whoever, and every remote was, was slightly different, and you'd call up a pick the manual and find that, and you'd try and talk them through it, but they couldn't quite understand where the button was, and it just, it just created stress for both yourself and the client, whereas now you can just dive in and reboot something or try and make a light turn on and ask the client if that came on, and they can instantly see that you are really in the depths of their system trying to help. And then if you need to go out, you can go out. But uh, it's a lot different to how it used to be, very much so.
1: Excellent. So, look, I know there are new CPD courses out there, but any other tools that you would recommend installers take on board to to reframe their conversations? Damien, do you want to go
0: first? Oh, that's a tricky one. That's a tricky <laughs> one. So, yeah, obviously, as you say, CPDs, and everyone knows I'm a huge CPD fan. There's There's lots of different topics available out there. Of course, there's Snap Ones. Uh, courses that they do and, and, and a few other people out there it's it's just trying to just keep on top of what manufacturers are offering i've been to some really great showrooms recently the you know the big names as well as the smaller guys out there just seeing what they've got to offer you know we we, we if, if if someone phones new wave and says look i've got this product i think you'd really like to see nine times out of ten we'll, we'll work it with open arms and say yeah come show it to us we'll see if it fits our remit and if it certainly ticks the well-being and uh, health side of things so yeah
2: mm. it's a really hard thing to try and explain isn't it and it's-
0: well, I was going to
1: say I know you I know you both deliver CPDs to mm. architects and designers and obviously having CPDs available that talk about technology and well-being is, is really useful for that conversation but also I think what you both have is a showroom where you can demonstrate mm the benefits and and, and also the experience itself, which is really important, isn't it, Abby?
2: Yeah, and I'll always try and get um, architects and interior designers in person at our showroom for a CPD because it's so much easier being able to demonstrate it and show it. And that really is the light bulb moment when you press one button and everything comes to life. When you're trying to talk about it, it just doesn't resonate as well. Um, Being able to demonstrate that is far, far more powerful. So I think anything that makes that experience tangible, whether it's a showroom, whether it's product samples, or I don't know, a video case study, trying to find ways to just make that far more tangible for both interior designers, architects and clients.
0: Damien, anything to add to to close it off? Yeah, just to back up what Abby said, really, using your showroom, or we call ours an experience centre, because we, we try to give the client or the client's full experience when they're here, is trying to put the experience in their hands from the beginning. So give them the remote control, get them to press that button to see what happens. You know, if you'd like to press this button here, let's see what that button does. And then they can see for themselves, gosh, I only pressed that one button yet, all of that just happened. Or turning it off or the raise and lower for volume. You know, they haven't got to go and find a remote or a touchscreen to turn volume up and down. So yeah, I was taught this from a very, very, I was going to say young age, but that's not right. But early on in my career to just give the client the experience, let them try it first and then gauge the reaction whilst they're doing it to see if the road you're going down is is what they're looking for. Or if it's not quite the right thing, then, you know, have something else to, to show them or whatever. But yeah, getting them to try and feel comfortable in your showroom, getting them to use it, getting them to try it. Even, you know, when a client arrives and I'm making them a coffee or a tea, I just say, look, press any button you like, just have a play and, and, and then we'll, we'll have a chat when you come back. And They usually are you know, looking at the remote control when they're walking around or they've pressed a few buttons, all of which we can reset uh, just to get them to feel comfortable and, and ready for the demonstration. Very good.
1: Right. Thank you so much. It's been a really interesting conversation. I think uh, one lesson for anyone listening to this is take a good brief, listen to what your client's saying, and don't be afraid to have a conversation about what you can do to make them
0: feel better. Absolutely.
1: Thank you, Abby and Damien, for those insights. A fascinating conversation indeed. The Integrated Home is on Instagram at inthomepod and on LinkedIn at the Integrated Home Podcast. The Integrated Home is brought to you with the support of AWE, Sony and distributed by Meridian. We support Together for Cinema. We are a Wildwood Plus production.
0: The integrated home supports Together for Cinema. Together for Cinema is an AV industry movement that designs and installs cinema rooms in children's hospices across the UK. In these special places, children, their families, staff and volunteers are now enjoying fantastic movie experiences together. We want to build more rooms in more hospices for more children. To do that, we need your help. Visit Togetherforcinema.co.uk and find out how you can be involved to help make short lives that little bit better.